listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 367. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the, you're drinking a special coffee and I'm so happy for you. John Brownstone. And it's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Peppermint mocha, if you weren't sure, y'all. <laughs> that is uh, his special coffee. My favorite. It is, it is. Okay, I got nothing to add to that. <laughs> Carry on. I, no, I'll try. This week, uh, we're back with another BDSM Reddit response. Uh, a couple of these are doozies. I hope you're prepared. Both you, JB, and you, the the person who can hear the sound of my voice. I don't know if there's any rant-worthy ones. I can't. I can never predict anymore. Um, but there's a couple that are definite doozies. Like, okay. oh, 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 what are we going to do? <laughs> so we'll find out together what we think. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter or X, I'll keep calling it Twitter until it dies, at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, the PC stands for podcast, on Instagram and threads at that handle I will forever fucking hate. It's Loving DS and the number one, so at Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. Uh, we're able to be these weirdos on the internet with microphone and camera in large part. True, true. Due to our kinky community. Um, <laughs> and we're grateful for every single fucking one of y'all. If you would like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content, uh, like a video, a podcast, and a live stream, uh, and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can do that. Just join us at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. So the buzz in the background is the fan. The fan that is slowly dying because this little cheapy fan was never meant to work as hard as we make no. it work. <laughs> so we'll have to replace that soon. Okay, so before we get into the Reddit stuff, mm-hmm. announcements. We are, as part of some uh, last minute, rapid, not scheduled at all changes we made to our Patreon, we're actually doing a members only live stream this Friday, September 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Anybody who is a member of our kinky community uh, will have access to join us. It'll be a hangout. We'll chit chat. It's just a couple hours. It's not late at night because uh, we have like lots of stuff going on this weekend. Um, and if you're not currently a member of our Patreon or our YouTube channel, you can join at any time between now and the start and get access to it. So if you'd like to join us, feel free. Uh, next announcement is that next week, once we're like fully in October, I don't know which day and I'm hopeful it'll be next week. Might be the week after, but starting in early October, we're gonna be releasing extra content um, publicly, like here where you can hear, see, listen, whatever to us now. Um, shorter episodes, uh, answering questions, JB's bringing back from daddy's desk that is happening. So if you've got a question or something you would like to get specific, 
specifically JB's perspective on, mm-hmm. uh, you can send those to us. We have a link on our website where you can just send them straight to us. And uh, you don't have to give us your name. You do have to put in a valid email address. <laughs> you don't have to give us your name. It'll stay completely anonymous. Um, I've got a couple of those prepped already Good. for next week. I know I've been like on it the past couple of weeks. Um, the link to do that you can find. Now I guess I have to clean my desk. Yes. Um, uh, the link to submit your questions topic suggestions whatever whatever uh, is on our website lovingbdsm.net in the menu it's like got a question that's what that's the link but uh, if you're listening to the podcast it's in the show notes if you are watching on youtube it's in the description box so please (laughs) please 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 uh, submit those okay so that's it for that and now we can get into the thing that folks are here for uh are you doing okay over there <laughs> podcast listeners didn't get to hear me go jb no did i say it i don't know no, jb's didn't. really tired <laughs> and he's proving that by trying not to yawn into the microphone it is not y'all it is him yeah <laughs> okay so for this week's episode we are doing what we often do which is responding mm-hmm. to questions asked over on the bdsm side of reddit both the bdsm advice subreddit and the BDSM Am I the Asshole subreddit created by our friend and uh, co-host of the Pink King podcast, Princess Rara. Uh, I like to go check there and I want more people to use that because I love Am I the Asshole questions. If if uh, the Instagram algorithm wants to get me in its clutches, it will feed me all those podcasts of people reading from just the vanilla Am I the Asshole yeah. subreddit. And I'm in it like, oh, uh, <laughs> Let us all help uh, Ra Ra grow the BDSM version of that. Um, <laughs> also, a big thanks to, I don't know their actual name, just from their email info they gave me, Kinky Free Sleepy <laughs> oh, sent, sent one that definitely got the wheels spinning. I think it'll be one mm. where we go, oh, holy shit. So, hmm. <laughs> Anyway, if you are a person who frequents Reddit uh, and you ever come across something, you're like, hmm, I wonder if uh, what JB and Kayla would think of that. Feel free to send it our way. Uh, I have a little uh, email inbox folder where when I get those links, I shove them there until we're ready to do one of these episodes. Okay. (sighs) Let's see. Let's go to the first one. This one I feel like is a gimme, Mm -hmm. Um, but I I, I want... I want to talk about the BDSM Am I the Asshole subreddit as often as possible. So here we go. Uh, Am I the asshole for looking into a potential partner's info online? I met someone online and we seemed very compatible in what we're looking for and he's local to me. His profile says he's single and looking for a relationship. We've been chatting for a few weeks and every time we make plans to meet, he cancels. I got suspicious that something else is going on so I found him online and it turns out that he is in fact married. Mm. I'm sure it's him and I'm sure he's married. I asked him if he's married and he adamantly denied it. I ended it anyway, but I stopped short of telling him what I found. I felt uncomfortable telling him I had been digging online into his personal information. I'm sure he would have been very angry even though he was lying to me. Am I the asshole for finding his personal information online, including personal identifying details he had not given me? What do you think? I do not think they are the asshole. Oh God, no. It's like part of uh, the online experience of finding partners. Like you're going to give me a little bit of information and then I'm going to go dig because Mm -hmm. to me, it's also from a BDSM aspect. It's part of the vetting process. Yes, absolutely. I I kind of like the fact that they did not 
tell them that they had mm-hmm. dug in because here and here's why my trust issues if they really if he really is married and hiding it and lying and then finds out oh you found all that out because you found me online mm-hmm. through information i did not necessarily give you right then to me that gives that person all of the uh incentive to go hide that information or lock accounts down yeah. so they can't be found out in the future mm-hmm. um so but I also, yeah. like, I think people can be mad at anything that makes them mad. That's fine. And if you don't like the idea that you meet somebody online and they go investigate you and, and find stuff out about you, yeah. I, you're entitled to how you feel. But I just, I would find it very strange in the year of our Lord, 2023, that somebody would would have been shocked if they had said, hey, this is what I did, that it would have upset them or been shocking to them mm-hmm. that somebody went digging to figure out who they are. Yeah, I mean, like, come on. Let, let's let's be honest. You know, um, in in BDSM, it carries its its own risks. Mm-hmm. Okay, as it as it is, and you know, you put yourself, say, as a submissive into somebody's hands as your dominant. Um, you know, you have to be able to trust them. Right. Okay. Um, I told you. Yeah. When we first met, you know, here. Here I am. Right, right. Here's, here's, you know, go have a look. And I even... And I did. Yeah, and you did. And and I even encourage you to do a background check on me. And, um, you know, no, she, you know, that person is not the asshole whatsoever no. for, for going into this. Um, I think they saved themselves some serious, mm-hmm. uh, you know, angst. Oh, sure. In the long run. And I would say on the off chance, on the off, off chance that they found the wrong person and that the the, the original potential Dom was not lying and, and was not you know married, mm-hmm. something was going on to give them pause and to like make them go, wait, I'm not sure I believe you. And yeah. especially early on, but at any point, but definitely early on, like if you're getting that vibe, cut your losses, go, no thanks, this won't work for mm-hmm. me and move on. So... Like in the the barest possible sense that maybe that person was wrong and that was mistaken identity. There was still something there that made them go, I don't believe you when you tell me things. Yeah. And so good for them for going, you, you know, and I don't think you have to like show all your cards in that situation. I don't think you have to go, well, here's what I found. And here's how I, what I saw about you online. Like, I think it's fine to go. I think you're married. And I think mm-hmm. I don't think you're telling me the truth and or to go, I just don't want to do this anymore. Have a good life. Right. But yeah. And like the other thing um, that kind of like struck st- struck me was the idea of I think he, the, their reaction. of I think he would have been really pissed. Like part of that, the avoidance of wanting to deal with their anger is that a you thing and just like I'm that person, I will want to avoid other people's anger because I don't yeah. like conflict. And or are you sensing something that makes you go, oh, this anger won't be good. And right. it won't be something mm-hmm. that, you know, is either healthy or like something we can work well, through. Well, I, I think that's probably a good call in, in that aspect because if they were hiding, you know, who they really were in the in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, you get called out on something like that. Yeah, they're yeah. they're you know so yeah, and I think regardless of how it all came down, I think this person's instincts were kicking in in some way, and they listened to them mm-hmm. and let us celebrate that. And yeah. now, it, it at this point in our world, our our reality of the internet, 
every single person should expect that once you give identifying details to somebody else, they're gonna go look you up. And quite frankly, you should. You should, it's the vetting mm-hmm. process. Because somebody can present to you any fucking way they want, and you might not know who they really are until you stumble upon their non-kinky Facebook or Instagram yeah. or this or that, and then you get to see a side of them that they're clearly hiding. That is a safety thing. That mm-hmm. is a risk management thing. Never gonna be the asshole for Correct. that. Correct. Right. Correct. Okay. Next one. <laughs> okay. Another one from the BDSM Am I the Asshole subreddit. This one was a little wild to me. Maybe okay. upon reading it again, it'll even make more sense. So here we go. Am I the asshole for getting into a verbal fight at my submissive's father's birthday party? At my sub's dad's birthday party, I, 24, got into a verbal fight with his son, 33, my submissive's brother. He knows about my 24 seven service oriented DS with my sub and doesn't respect it and doesn't respect me because of that. We got to uh, talking about this at the party and it ended in a fight. Now the dad blames me partially for bringing it up. My intent to bring it up wasn't to fight, but just to have an adult conversation about it. We were both very drunk, but I felt like I was in an okay mindset to have a conversation. He, the brother, escalated the conversation and ran away slamming doors. I feel like the dad is overstepping by saying I shouldn't talk about some things at his party or something. I get that he wouldn't like me to get into a fight intentionally at his party, but I feel really shitty that he feels like he can uh, limit my conversations. Uh, Am I just wrong here? Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yes, yes, you are the asshole here. yeah um you know what what you kind of did that was um am i correct it was the subs dom it was the subs family the right. dom is at the subs family's party right. and so it's the subs brother that the dom, subs brother does not agree, agree with, with the, the lifestyle right, right. Right, right, right okay right. yeah 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 it was a little convoluted in the right. meeting right, right so you know yeah absolutely there there's you know no reason to to bring that up no if the brother had asked a question yeah okay fine if the brother had made a remark or like Mm -hmm. been combative specifically about that fine i think you can respond to that but to just go decide okay well i'm ready to talk about this Mm -hmm. and then to be upset that the other person clearly did not want to talk about this yeah i mean i i think that's one of those moments where you have to come to terms that it's um, okay to a- agree to disagree Absolutely. kind of thing Absolutely. and and just let a sleeping dog lay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, again, I go back to if the brother had been in his face or been mm-hmm. making comments or a- asking questions or whatever, right. fine, fair game, they brought it up. But for mm-hmm. you to decide, to know that they don't like it and yeah. have a negative opinion on, about it, which people mm-hmm. are entitled to, and let's, let's just get ready to be kinky in the world. <laughs> yeah. What, there are plenty of people that once they know what you do, that they are not gonna like it, they're not gonna approve, they're gonna have an opinion, and they get to have that opinion, right. as long as they don't like, and, try to and And TP in, in the live chat brought up a very good point. Um, you know, that puts the, the sub in the middle of a very impossible situation. Yes. Because you know, okay, the, the the part of the family already disagrees with the lifestyle. Right. Okay. But now, you know, the sub is further put between family 
right, and their now partner. there's been conflict. So, you know, it makes it, 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 <laughs> and then, you know, some of the details that come through in this post, well, I was a little bit drunk and I was raging yeah. and the brother got so upset that they ran away and were slamming doors. Well, now I have questions about what was actually said yeah. and what was the tone of voice and mm-hmm. was this, did it start out as I'm just going to say something or did you start at the being combative and ready to go, hey, I know you don't like this, and so let me tell you why you're wrong. Like I have so many questions about how we go from drinking at a party to the point that the person posting this is like, yeah, I was kind of drunk and I was relaxed enough mm-hmm. and I can have this conversation to the brother being so upset that they're running off and slamming doors, right? Like that, <laughs> <laughs> are there people out there that the moment you say one thing that makes them uncomfortable, that might be their reaction? Sure, but I'm I'm gonna probably lean towards some things were said or they were said in certain ways that yeah. it escalated. To and I mean, that one, point. once you got to the part of the the story too, where it said you know um, there was some alcohol involved, it was just kind of like mm-hmm. oh god, mm-hmm. oh geez, yep, you know yep. that that never helps a situation. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And, you know, look, I get it. I get feeling like if if only you could make people understand, I get feeling like, wait, I'm, I know they don't like this about me. So I assume they are constantly judging me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get those feelings, but there is a time and a place for everything. Right. And I somehow imagine that when this person brought up their feelings and that they were ready to have this conversation, I'm 99% sure that the other person tried to shut it down. Tried yeah. to say, look, I don't want to talk about this. Look, this mm-hmm. is something, something, something. Yeah. And that is then the lesson to learn of one, no time and place, like be yeah. aware. But two, <laughs> if the other person says, look, I do not want to talk about this right now, then we need to respect the, I don't want to talk about this. They're not, right. they're not in your relationship. They're not part of it. So there should be no urgency to hammer after them and be like, but I got a point to make and you're gonna listen to me. What even is the fucking point? Because yeah, like you said, now there's a chance the submissive is in a position of feeling like they have to choose between, between their partner and their family. And their family. Depending on the family, current family dynamics. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 if there was something, you know, that, that they felt needed to be said to the brother, mm-hmm. could have been like, hey, you know, you want to meet for a bite to eat? Right. Let's go get a cup of or, coffee. Or, or let's, let's go get a cup of something. coffee or something. You right, know, right. And, I'd like and, to talk, talk to you about this. Yeah. I'd like to clear up, you know, any concerns you have. Like, let's, yeah. I'm happy to chat about this. But yeah. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. the way that that occurred based on the the, the description. No, the the OP is absolute is the asshole here. They yep. they 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 did wrong. They did wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's one. Uh oh. need advice if I should inform the BDSM club what my former play partner has been doing outside the club. Mm. Uh, I, female 34, have a former play partner, male 32, that I've just found out has been in contact with a boy that's under 18 years old. Um, He sent dick pics and tried to arrange to meet up to have sex with this boy. Uh, moreover, the bo- mother of the boy is someone we both knew from a, an erotic club we used to frequent together, and he still tried to meet up with the boy after he found out who his mother is. 
He even tried to tell the boy to not tell his mother anything about it. Luckily he did and the mother then told me. His defense is that the legal uh, sexual age limit in our country is 16 years old and that he technically wasn't doing anything wrong. I have not had direct contact with him since I broke off the friendship close to a year ago due to other issues we had, but have seen the screenshots of the conversations from the mother. My question is if I should tell the BDSM club that both him and I are members of about this incident and if anyone thinks the club will do anything to keep him out, etc. I feel sick to my stomach and don't know if I'll ever feel comfortable being in the same room as him. I feel it's wrong of him to behave like this without any repercussions and consequences. The mother would have filed a police report if he was under 16. Um, yeah. Whoo. Wow. So technically, uh, I hate it when you have to go. Technically, technically it's legal. Yeah. I mean, ethically, morally, and everything else. Fuck your technical legalities. Mm-hmm. As, as a parent, if you came after my child uh, at that age, t- still tender age, yeah, I don't know what I would do, but it would probably also be illegal. <sighs> so, uh, so the question though is, because that the question isn't like what to do legally, because there's nothing mm-hmm. to do legally, how to feel about the person morally, I think we all know. Do you tell the BDSM club and can you tell the BDSM club or should you? And can you have any expectation that anything will be done? I think the expectation of anything being done mm-hmm. um, should not be held into account. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the club should be told at the very least. I would imagine there's probably a way to do it where, because I, did I read this correctly? I could have sworn when I was reading it. Um, I think they were sort of asking, um, you know, are they kind of allowed to even tell? Mm. Um, which, yeah, I think you're allowed to tell anybody anything you want, but then to have the expectation of, of if it will matter or if anything will right. happen. You know, to me, my first thought was figure out who is an authority person at the club. Yeah. And go, look, I have found this out. Uh, I feel like you need to know. Mm -hmm. And then go from there. Now, you can't then have, have, you know, any control over whether the the club actually does anything or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, apparently, from what I'm seeing in this, you know, the, the age of consent is 16, wherever mm-hmm. they are. Right. Um, it was stated even the mother was could, couldn't file a, a couldn't report because legally. legally because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it still doesn't make the situation. Mm-mm. No. And there's, and I don't know what's... I don't want to say right or wrong because this is a a moral and ethics question Mm -hmm, at this point mm -hmm. since it seems legally there's no legal authority here. You know, there's a part of me that's like, put this person on blast. Be be a source of, oh, you're you're vetting this person. Mm -hmm. You're you're trying to maybe get into something with this person. Let me tell you what I know. Right. You know, I uh, it's sort of a it's one of those things where one person's need for privacy is overridden by the fact that 
the only reason there's no uh, police involvement yeah. is on a technicality. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, mm, I don't know, 16, 17. Hell, at this point, I'll even say 18. 18 might be a legal adult, and I respect 18-year-olds yeah. who are legal adults. But however, from my perspective, 18 is still a child. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not legally. I get that. I get that. But like... I've, You know, uh, there's been a lot of discourse online lately about age gaps. And um, I always feel a little strange trying to have a conversation about age gaps when you and I have an 18 year age gap. I don't feel like I have a lot of authority to, you know, moral ground to stand on. But as the parent of somebody that is technically a legal adult, but is still, it's like like a fledgling adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know. 50-year-old starts wanting to talk to my 17 or 18-year-old, I've got questions, right? Like, what? I mean, at the, why at those, and what? At those ages, let, let's be honest, talking, excuse me, between 16 and 18, as a young person, they do not have a lot of life experience to handle themselves in a relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when we met, we were both... Yeah, I mean, you shit, know, I was in my fucking 30s. Like, right. I'd lived a life, an adult life, mm-hmm. for years before you, right? I had so, the experience, and that's part of it. There's age gaps because people just click and they work together. And, like, I think that's great. The age gaps that give me pause are when we're talking 18, 19, 20, maybe a little older than that. I don't know. I don't, I don't have, like, a hard and fast rule. And the other person is vastly older and it's not really about the age it's like you said it's about the experience like it feels to me like that older person is looking for somebody who does not quite yet know enough because they haven't had the experiences to call somebody on their bullshit to push back to um go wait this is wrong to have the confidence to go you know fuck you and the horse you're in whatever it is Mm -hmm. that's are there exceptions to that rule? Of course, because there always are, but in general, and this to me would be one of those situations. And somebody pointed out in the live chat, another good reason to say something to the the club is that what if they try to get this underage person in there with them? Yeah. I mean, that might be a good question. If I was going to the club and go, well, okay, what's what's the minimum age? Like, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. I, under, I understand the legal age of consent, but what's the, the minimum age to get in here? Okay, right. you know, and how do you... Uh, prevent anybody underage from coming in here. Like what's most clubs that we have uh, experienced and heard about, there's an ID check, like that's imperfect, but it's going to, it's going to prevent most, you know, problems. I mean, you know, the, 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 the whole thing, whatever country they are in, you know, the age of consent is 16. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let's be honest, even here in the U S in, in a number of States, there are, some laws that are considered questionable, mm-hmm. but they're on the books from how many, sure. you know, from, from a time that no longer exists, you know, and, and even though they haven't s- stricken these laws, it, it's not like they, you know, honor these laws, so to speak. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> so. It's a mess. Yeah. And I... Um, cannot imagine being that kid's mom. No. Um, <laughs> especially the frustration that it's a it's a technical legal loophole of well, technically this isn't yeah. illegal. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, that that does not would not help me sleep better at night. Um, right. I do think it's worth having a conversation with the club. Yeah. Um, I'm glad the you know the other part of the question I can't answer, and I'm kind of glad that I'm not a club owner to have to like try mm-hmm. to navigate like the what do you do because you know i guess then you need to have some policies about how obviously how old somebody has to be before they can come into the club and mm-hmm. also policies on how you do your absolute best to prevent anybody under age from coming into the club you know and also that's what sometimes what the local community can be really good for is vetting somebody so if you've had a a former relationship with this person play partner or whatever and you can kind of be put in the know of look if anybody asks about this person like they're vetting them Mm -hmm. let them know that you know can it devolve into internet arguments about one person's word against another of course can there be um accusations of like they're just bitter or they're lying or they're whatever of course Mm -hmm. but i think if you are the person who has this information and now you know the 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 concern is about you know we're only allowing legal technicalities to stop us from whatever Mm -hmm. you know i think if you have the ability and it is safe for you to do so you let anybody know that you can know so that they can make decisions about proceeding with this person yeah um, uh, now, now, see somebody just mentioned in the in the live chat, in in Australia, age of consent is sixteen. Mm-hmm. Between sixteen and eighteen, there cannot be more than a two year age gap. And yeah, and that makes and, and that makes a lot of sense. I saw a thing online in the age the not at all kinky just age gap discourse mm-hmm. that I've been coming across where, and I don't know how true this is everywhere or if at all and probably maybe they were thinking of australia when they said this but somebody said in response to you know making age 16 the legal age of consent uh was really a response to i don't know how true this is a really a response to 16 year olds fucking other 16 year olds and you didn't (laughs) they didn't need to be illegal when they were roughly the same age um that makes sense and the only reason like i kind of maybe doubt the veracity of it is because do laws ever make sense anymore? yeah no, no. <laughs> do the decisions of policymakers ever make sense almost never um but that part would make sense to me and having that exception of okay there needs to be you know maximum of a two-year age gap we're talking about teenagers who just happen to be in that kind of weird in-between stage mm-hmm. of life going into adulthood that yeah. makes total sense to me and uh, I can't imagine America ever making a law that would stop, you know, a grown ass person from doing anything they want with somebody who they consider technically legal. Uh, it would make sense, but I can't imagine yeah. policy ever being yeah. written. That no. That. no, no, Look, uh, no. America and our freedoms, if you, you know, yeah. I, I could see that, no, not flying at all. <laughs> um, so. <sighs> yeah. Um, no, I think if you, yeah, I think if you, and truly, if you, if you worry that people will go, oh, well, you're just a bitter ex or a whatever, then see if you can encourage the mom to reach out and go, yeah. look, you know, mm-hmm. here's what I feel like you need to know. The, right. the reality is, is some people will, 
will dismiss it as it doesn't matter. Some people will dismiss it as lies. Some people will um, justify it away. Some people will say they don't care. Um, but I, you know, in the in the age we live in, and then the way things tend to go, mm-hmm. and especially with this typically communal desire from people who participate in the community to want to try to keep the community not just a safe place, but a place that is not like actively being investigated. <laughs> Or anything like there's a little bit of yeah we need to we need to be aware of these things and and do our best to make others aware mm-hmm. what they then do with that information is up to them yep. yeah yeah <sighs> hmm. yeah that was a that was a heavy one mm-hmm. okay oh god okay there's this is there's another heavy one i'm gonna let's let's do a palate cleanser because that next one is a heavy one as well <laughs> Okay, here we go. This one's for the doms out here. Dealing with imposter syndrome and insecurities as a new dom and late bloomer in BDSM. Uh, I'm 38 male and I'm a late bloomer. I've uh, been experimenting, learning, discovering, exploring BDSM only online and for the last couple of years. I consider myself a switch and I've had a dom and sub online, but both only lasted a couple months. I don't have in real life experience, but would like to explore there too. Lately, I've been focusing on my dom side much more. My inner sub seems to be asleep for the moment. Mm -hmm. My problem is that I'm feeling a lot of imposter syndrome and insecurities, both about my age and lack of experience. As a sub, I'm more comfortable being inexperienced, but as a dom, I feel like it's a turnoff. Nobody has told me this outright, but it's just an internal sense I get. I get the sense that in general, from reading posts here and elsewhere, it's much more typical slash accepted that in a male-female DS dynamic where the female is sub and the male is dom, that usually mm-hmm. the dom is older and more experienced and the sub is younger, and but her experience doesn't matter as much. There seems to be a general sense, expectation, that the dom is the older, wiser, experienced mentor figure. But as a late bloomer, an older guy with less experience in the community, I can't help but feel like an outcast. I feel like a dom should be confident, experienced, etc. but I need experience in order to feel confident, so it feels like a chicken-egg kind of thing. It also doesn't help that I'm more of a nerdy introvert, and I really don't really like the idea of going to crowded play parties of dungeons as I'd want to experience BDSM more in a private setting. Do I need to get out of my comfort zone and seek out these events? I'm also not a quote dominant person in other aspects of my life. I'm more of a quiet, reserved, creative type, but I do really enjoy being dominant in a BDSM context because I derive pleasure from the subs eagerness and pleasure. I just can't help but feel like I don't belong, like I'm too late to the party. Does anyone else feel this way? How did you get over it? Any other late bloomers found success in the BDSM scene? What did your journey look like? So bef- I want I want your perspective mm-hmm. as a dom, but I I gotta say a couple things first. First okay. of all, this is what uh, being online only is. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a valid experience of BDSM. Yeah. But the big problem with especially online only and falling into stereotypes is depending on what your online bubble looks like. You start to think that the way BDSM gets presented in it's that bubble, just what's in that right? The right. fact that, that somebody at age 38 thinks they are a late bloomer. The amount of people I've met who did not figure out they were kinky until their 40s, 50s, and beyond. Like, it's not all 20-somethings out there getting kinky. Hey, shout out to the 20-somethings who are not waiting in, like some of us did to have our midlife crisis. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Figure out kink. Right. But that, like, that's created this perception that if you are over some arbitrary age you are a late bloomer and behind and mm-hmm. it's like ah okay so i just want and, to say that and, and now go 
You know, I, I have seen a lot of that lately and from both sides of the slashes. Yes. Okay. You know, I'm such and such an age. Am I too old for this? Yes. Okay. You know, 38, you're a youngin', okay? You're a youngin'. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay. only 43 and I'm like, you're, you're young. I'd kill yeah. to go back to my 30s. Thanks. <laughs> so, you know... Coming into lifestyle at 38, you have many years ahead of you to explore and enjoy things. Right. Okay. Right. You know, um, live your life. Live your life, man. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there and, and, and do your thing, whether it's top, bottom, or anywhere in between. You know, no, you, you, you are not too old. Um, you know what? This this whole thing about you know Adam exuding confidence and 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 strength, um, yeah, it works great in novels. Right. Okay. It, it works great in the movies. Um, you know, little little um, in inner secret tip here. Some of us fake it till we make it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. Um, yes, there are some people who are you know walk in. And, and they, they have that, that um, aura that, that um, I can't think anything else beyond that. But, um, you know, a lot, most of us, we learn. We learn, we grow, we make mistakes, we learn from our mistakes, and, and we move on. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, you know, we're <laughs> top, bottom, sub, dom, we're all people. Okay? come in all shapes sizes and flavors <laughs> my favorite was when he described himself as a nerdy introvert who's not quote dominant because he's quiet and reserved and i'm like oh so you're jb 30 years ago you're <laughs> let me let me show you what your future might look like right? uh when you're in right? your 60s like yeah uh, you know again that goes back to the stereotypes of what mm -hmm. people think it means to be dom and while you can absolutely get sucked into believing those stereotypes even if you are like doing all of your bdsm in real life it is extremely common for online yeah. only folks because you get into mm -hmm. these bubbles and these siphons right. and then there will be somebody who's talking about the one true way of doing anything and this is a prime example of somebody comparing themselves to the stereotypes and the cliches what and the one true wayisms maybe see online and finding yeah. themselves lacking which yeah i think quite frankly i'm a little comforted when a new or new-ish dom is i want everybody to have confidence and i think that it's going to come with time and experience and the fake it till you make it but you know what when you are are aware that you're not quite confident because you don't know what the fuck you're doing i am comforted because too many people go oh i'm buying into this stereotype and so i'm just gonna be really rash and like just fucking run in you know mm -hmm. with my eyes closed yeah. basically and they fuck it all up the person who goes okay i'm actually slowing down and stopping myself because i'm very mm. uncertain here i want a cautious person i don't want anybody to feel imposter syndrome but i yeah. want you to be cautious mm -hmm. so quite there's, there's frankly nothing wrong with being cautious, you're on the right track but, yeah. if you're you know if you're feeling if, this way if, if i i could say any one thing to this person it's you know okay I, I I understand you're 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 introverted you're a little nerdy hi welcome mm -hmm. I'm happy to have you join the club some of my favorite um, doms are <laughs> but um you know make the step to get out into a real life community and meet some other folks yeah it doesn't have to be a dungeon either go yeah. to a munch <laughs> right you you can you can go to a munch 
where you know you're you're everybody dressed off the street you know mm-hmm. go to a munch meet some folks mm-hmm. um you know dip your toes in in into the real life experience and and you know you may come to find out that it it's not for you or you may meet such a mix of people that experience bdsm in such diverse ways that you're like oh this was kind of like in the closet here you know right i think that's the other part if they're thinking they're supposed to be a certain kind of dom mm -hmm. and that's not coming naturally to them because that's not the kind of dom they really are that's certainly not going to inspire confidence either no no so you know um you know get off get over the fact 38 not young not old you mean not or not (laughs) you are not young at 38 everybody 38 out there just gasped (sighs) (laughs) we're having chest pains (laughs) (laughs) i need some goddamn sleep i know you do i know so the other thing i would ask you though is do you have from your own experience or just Mm -hmm. observation any tips for trying to build confidence as a newer dom um you know the way that ended up coming for me was just by getting out and going to munches and meet people and and talking to people and and learning do you think part of it from your perspective was just seeing that whatever stereotype or cliche that you'd kind of internalized just wasn't true yeah did i mean and i i I think there's Mm -hmm. there's something to that to to do what you can to tear down this idea you've built up in your head of who you think you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do and blah, blah, blah. You know, the, um, let's see. Da, 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 da. There was a, there was a point there about it not mattering for subs and everything in the, oh yeah. The, the, the way that I know that this person has internalized all of the cliches is that mm. a Dom is supposed to be older, wiser, a mentor figure. Yeah. In some cases, yes, that mm-hmm. is that is what people want. That's what they seek. That yeah. works for them. Um, but it, you know, I know we've a couple people in live chat have talked about. There's an age gap in reverse. Like the Dom is younger in their um, in their dynamics. There, I've we have known people and had people reach out to us where the reason they were able to, you know, do the DS thing was an experienced sub went, hey, here's what I need. Here's what I know that I can tell you and teach you. Here's where I can send you to get resources and to get educated. And it was the sub that was, to the extent they were willing to and able Mm -hmm. to, that kind of like created that that path for their Dom to figure their shit out, decide if that's what they want to do and be the Dom. yeah, I I feel like if nothing else, this person would be best served. And you could do it online too. There's plenty of mm-hmm. things held held over, still going on from the 2020 lockdown. Oh, a lot of era. things. A lot of things are, are so even are if you can't go to an in person event in virtual, there's now, workshops and lunches right, and whatever. Absolutely. But just get away from whatever bubble you're in that tells mm-hmm. you. And it's convinced you that there's only a specific type of way of being a dom. Right. Because, yeah, I would, you know what, if there, if all I saw was that there's a specific way of mm-hmm. being a submissive, I would have serious imposter syndrome too. Cause I'd be like, well, I'm not like that. And I'm either faking it and trying to be something I'm not, 
or I'm trying to be my authentic self, but I'm not seeing that reflected back and it's freaking me the fuck out. So I would agree with that. Okay. This one is a heavy one, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to end on a heavy one. I want to end on one that's like, not too bad. Here we go. So this is a long one. Um, A bit of a content warning. It does not, if I recall, go into um, detail, but this story centers around someone's sexual trauma. Mm. So if you are... um, for podcast listeners, I'll try to put like a, a time gap for you. Um, for YouTube folk, if you want to mute this one, and then I'll wave at the camera when we get through all of that and move on to the next one if you want to skip it. Also, eventually there'll be timestamps. You can skip this one that way. I don't I don't remember it being very detailed, but it definitely okay. is part of the discussion. So here we go. <clears throat> I found out my quote friend has been reenacting the worst thing that ever happened to me for scenes for years, and I don't know what to do about it. This is very fresh, as in happened in the past couple of hours fresh, and I'm really shaken by it, but don't have anyone on hand to talk to in real life, so I'm hoping you guys can advise. Also, I understand this only kind of tangentially kink-related, but I feel if I asked in another place, people would get hung up on the wrong details, um, and you guys are probably the most impartial folks to ask. the BDSM folks tend to be. Um, They put a trigger warning for sexual assault, abortion, and transphobia. So Mm -hmm. if you need to mute or you wanna skip ahead, I'll in the places, this is the time. Okay. To keep the context short, I'm a survivor of so-called quote, corrective rape. The incident in question happened about six years ago, involved me being drugged, got incredibly violent and lasted over 11 hours. The guy who did it made it very, very clear to me that his motivations were transphobic in nature. And he subsequently spent months harassing me after he found out that I terminated the pregnancy that resulted from the assault without telling him first. This remains the single most traumatic thing that has ever happened to me and probably ever will happen to me. And I am still dealing with the physical and mental ramifications of it to this day. For about four years now, I've been friends with a woman I'll call Laura in this post. We didn't meet through kink, but discovered after becoming friends that we are both in the scene, albeit in different areas. We talk about sex and kink quite frequently. Laura is someone I've become very close with and come to consider one of my best friends. And as such, we've also opened up to each other about our respective traumas, including me telling her about the incident I described above. Whenever we talked about it in the past, she has always seemed very sympathetic and supportive. So the issue that happened, over the week, my mobile phone broke and this morning I got told it would have to be sent away to be repaired, which would take several days. Due to my job, I simply cannot be without a phone for that long. And Laura came in clutch and said she had an old handset that was still fully functional that I could have until I got mine back. Fabulous. I expected that when she gave me the phone, she would have wiped it so it was coming to me a clean slate. However, upon switching it on, I realized it still had basically everything on it. No big deal. I don't mind deleting stuff myself. However, in this process, one of the things I found was an audio file that was titled with just my full name, dated from the spring of 2021. Out of curiosity, I played it and was confused to find that she'd recorded one of the conversations we had about my trauma. I actually remember having this specific conversation and recall that she was keen for me to share details, which I didn't really question at the time as I thought she just wanted to be as supportive as possible. 
I initially thought this was weird of her, but not necessarily upsetting until I went to delete some of the messages left on the phone. There I found a lot of texts between her and her partner where they were discussing how they were going to construct role play CNC, consensual Mm non-consent scenes based on the details of what happened to me. Frankly, that already knocked me sick, but scrolling through the messages, I discovered they'd gone so far as to scroll through my social media profiles to find pictures of both me and my assaulter to see what kinds of outfits we were wearing at that time so they could, quote, get the clothes right. That Both of them were lamenting how different Laura's hair is from mine because it would, quote, break the immersion. There were also sexed threads where Laura called her fiance by my rapist name and he called her by both my current name and my dead name, as well as using transphobic slurs and directly parroting things. I had told Laura that my rapist said to me both during the act and in the aftermath when he was harassing me about the abortion. These messages spanned several months and I'm fairly sure only stopped because Laura got a new phone. I can only presume that that was not the end of it though. I feel sick, frankly. I understand that rape play and CNC is something a lot of people are into. And I understand that some marginalized people get off on introducing elements of role-played bigotry into their sex lives. I also understand that those things in tandem mean that inevitably people are gonna sometimes role-play scenarios that resemble what happened to me. If that's what was happening here, then I'd be uncomfortable at having been accidentally exposed to it, but ultimately wouldn't be that upset. However, for starters, they are both cisgender and therefore don't really have any business doing transphobia role play. That kind of makes it just transphobia. Also, like this isn't just something that resembles what happened to me. They are actively and meticulously recreating what happened to me down to the fine details and getting off on it. I don't know what to do going forward. I've spoken to my own partner and he's offered what comfort he can, but he's also at work right now and won't be home for several hours. I have not confronted Laura yet because I'm so angry that if I do it now, I will absolutely say or do something I will regret. I just want some guidance on what people think is gonna be my best course of action here and what I can say in response to the kink shaming accusations I know she is gonna throw at me when I bring it up. First of all, please say whatever the fuck you need to say to that bitch and do not worry about anything you might regret. Exactly. Holy wow. fucking shit. Um, that, that is a whole new level of what the fuck. Yes. All right. Wow. Um, you know, I, I hope that by this point um, they have confronted <laughs> Yes, I person. hope by the time we're seeing this, and yeah. I mean, yes, that they have okay. absolutely fucking confronted them. And, and, and... You know, they may not have a whole lot of reper- repercussions yeah. that they can go. No. Okay. I know. But this, that. It's a violation on top it, of a violation. It, it is. It is. This person it, it was is, absolutely fucking violated all over it, again. It, it is such a violation of trust at that point. To record you know, yeah. the conversation? To to pick details. I know. I, I think that's, that's the most appalling thing. I mean, there's so many appalling parts. I don't know what's the most appalling part, but to try to recreate a real life event yeah. detail for detail and then to be disappointed because the details aren't going to come together. And it's so here's the yeah. here's the hard part. I've I would find that distasteful for anybody to do and would think it's morally reprehensible regardless. Right. The weird part is that if this person had not handed off a phone that they had not wiped clean, 
they the poster would never, never have, have fucking known. known. And does that make it better? I don't think so. I mean, it's still happening. It's still mm-hmm. like if anybody's wondering if I decided to do this, would I be a bad person? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. yeah. Taking somebody else's a friend's, supposed friend's, trauma, and getting them to talk about the details so that you can recreate them for your own. Me telling you that that's fucked up is not king shaming. This <laughs> The poster telling the other person that that's fucked up is not king yeah. shaming. The weird part is that they would, it's the fact that they had to find out and see it. Like, that's. It's bad enough that it happened, right? But the, them being—I would imagine—I don't want to put words in this person's mouth, but basically being re-fucking traumatized mm-hmm. to know that it was used as kink fodder yeah. for somebody they considered a friend, and that they were mined for details, right? Like, I mean, at, <sighs> yeah, um, yeah. One, one—they need to confront this person, yeah. And the other thing is that that person they need to be blocked oh god um, yeah i mean in, i mean you know totally yes, in cut every off. way in I every mean, way you know if, if if this person was a friend and apparently they have access to their social media that they can go back and, and yeah friend and air quotes definitely uh you know to be able to go back on their social media mm-hmm. to see what both parties were wearing at the time oh, i know that I know. is that I is know. such a level of cringe that and then to i mean Granted, technically private conversations. However, now that we get to see them, they're not private anymore. We get to judge them because now we know them. Okay. To then complain that you can't quite get the details right and it won't be immersive enough. I have my own personal feelings about things like rape play. Um, It's, it's, you know, they are my feelings to do with what I want to do about Mm. them. And my feelings do not have anything to do with how anybody else might feel about it. And I recognize that. I think if there's a line <laughs> that shouldn't be crossed, this one's it. Yeah. Like I would, I might give side eye to somebody who used any real life assault as the basis of their fantasy. Like I would have, yeah. I would have opinions about that. Mm-hmm. But making your quote air, America, big fat fucking air quotes, you are friends traumatic experience part Mm -hmm. of your kink play and i i agree with the original poster here they are cis and they are playing with i air quote playing with transphobic language that's that i it's very rare that i say hey that's not your thing to do because this is you know kink is bdsm it's kind of like it's meant to be taboo and it's meant to like Mm -hmm. i but in my personal opinion, that ain't your thing to fucking play with. Right. Like reclaiming it, maybe as a trans person, if if you want to do that, right. I would. I wouldn't. It would make me uncomfortable because that kind of thing makes me uncomfortable. But I would. I would defend your fucking right to do it, to mm-hmm. reclaim it in whatever way you need to do it. The yeah. same with race play. The same with anything else. And I also defend the right of somebody to go. I would. I don't want to fucking do that, and that's just re-traumatizing to me. Like, mm-hmm. yes. But to not be a part of that marginalized group, then what the fuck are you, quote, reclaiming? You're not reclaiming anything. You are play acting right. at somebody else, somebody else's trauma on the one hand for the CNC fucking scene. But then the transphobic language and yeah. the attitudes and the behavior. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. It's And what kills me is that. Like legally and technically, there's not there's no repercussions in the sense of you can't make no. somebody stop doing it. You, there's no authorities to call. There's Mm-mm. none of that. But 
and and it breaks my heart that this person was like um i know they're gonna say that i'm i'm kink shaming if i say something and also i don't want to say anything i'll regret baby that's a bridge to not just burn but blow the fuck up incinerate it bury the rubble right and then burn that okay yeah. that ain't a bridge we're trying to save at all i know burn the fucking mm-hmm. bridge say whatever is true and authentic to yourself based on your feelings this violation say it with your whole fucking chest yeah and i just hope that there are people in this person's life who are there who can support them through this because yeah the Mm -hmm. typical i have no doubt that by being confronted with this laura and the the partner would absolutely make this about them and they would be the victim you're kink shaming me you're you know you're not respecting my kinks you're you know uh uh no yeah grotesque on a level that like just when you think, oh, I can probably imagine the worst a person can do, and then you come across something like this, and you go, no, clearly I can't imagine the worst somebody could do, because mm-hmm. are you fucking kidding me? Right. <sighs> I mean, for them to, um, and I'm going to say at this point, pretend to be a friend, you know, that yeah, it's they, pretend is the right they, word, I they, think. they got this person to, you know, feel comfortable enough to talk about their right. trauma in to them details. in in detail. How does that person ever then, trust somebody else ever again? Yeah. Not not at least not, with those details. Right. I mean, ju- you you've just fucked somebody up all over again yes. on something like as they said was the literal worst thing that ever mm-hmm. happened to them. Are you fucking all all like there's there's so much in fiction and in our fantasies that you can come up with. It's not like this person's details were necessary to have a scene that would like get your fucking rocks off. This isn't a need. This is a selfish, grotesque desire of yours mm-hmm. to play at something that another person has lived through. And I know that that is a common argument that people who are against CNC and rape play will, will absolutely make. Like I know that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that Reasonable people can be on either side of that kind of conversation. But in this case, it is a specific use of that. Like, yeah. are, you, mm-hmm. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to add? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm going to wave at the camera now. So anybody who's like wondering will know that it's, yeah. it's even though my hands are flailing. So I hope I didn't confuse too many people. Hi, you can come back now. We're moving on. <laughs> Oh my wow. god, my heart rate's wow. up on that one. My heart rate is up on that one. Okay, we're gonna end slightly lighter. Okay. By lighter, I mean just less traumatic, but still a serious okay. conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I think people would definitely like have opinions about. Mm. Okay. Is it normal that I don't want to announce a sub on Fat Life? I've been chatting with a sub for a while. We have a connection, but I have an STD that I'm not ready to share with them. I've made it clear with them that there's not going to be any sexual relation between us. I don't want to do anything that will put them at risk. Two questions. Is it fair I want to keep my health status to myself? I don't want to announce that they're my sub because I feel bad about hiding my health condition from them. They want to put on FetLife that they are my sub. 
Uh, they did come back and edit. The person knows I'm not going to do anything long-term with them, no kissing, sex, oral, or things that will put them at risk. They can see other people when they want to. We're not really compatible for a long-term relationship. They also say, I've decided to date outside the BDSM community since I don't want my status being the topic of discussion. The person knows that I'm seeing other people. So really, I think their question is more about feelings over not sharing their STD status, yeah. but yeah. this also tangentially, because of that status they don't want to share, they're not okay with their relationship being shared mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. life. So uh, what are your thoughts? Mm. I, I have to agree with you. Um, I think it's it's more than the sharing on FetLife. It, mm-hmm. it is about um, the person's STI. Um, I think they, mm, you know, it's, it's one of these gray areas to me, mm. okay? They are not they they have negotiated there will not be any sexual right contact um in in this relationship what they're doing so i take it that's either a a non-sexual power exchange a top bottom maybe an know, online only an kind online of only thing. kind yeah. of thing you know so it it you know i i think if it's if if it's online only I think probably the conversation about the STI is not right. It's not even you know, an, an issue to, an, an in issue. my mind. Yeah. Um, if they are not, I think that if they are, you know, face to face, I think it is something that should be discussed. And I'm, I'm in a different way, but also I'm kind of on the fence. So my personal philosophy is you do not have to share anything health-wise about yourself that mm-hmm. you are not ready to share. End of sentence, stop, period, done. You don't have to. Yeah. However, the caveat being, if you're going to be engaging in something that could put that partner at risk, then absolutely you've got mm-hmm. to tell them fucking something. Yeah. Um, I... I believe this person when they say, I am not going to do anything with this person that could put them in direct contact with harm's way, potential exposure to Mm -hmm. like whatever, whatever, whatever. And I think that as long as that is maintained, because it's one of those things that it could become a thing that maybe this person's feelings about their STI, um, maybe some feelings of shame or things they've gone through when they have disclosed in the past, mm-hmm. something maybe they just haven't built the trust with the partner yet. They're not ready. And that one day they may be ready to have that True. conversation. And then the relationship can maybe progress to a different level if that's what they want. Um, the thing though is, I think that's a separate thing from I'm going to put my claim on you on FetLife. Right. Like, I and to me, so I think two separate issues are happening here. Your health information, as long as it cannot, does not, will not impact your partner, is yours to hold on to completely. I would say that you, if you hold on to it for too long and develop a, a deep, meaningful, like there's lots of trust between you or you mm-hmm. think they think there is relationship, and then like a year down the line, you go, oh, by the way, I think that could cause conflict, but I also understand that people have to be ready to talk about those things. Mm -hmm. And I think that that flies out the window the moment that you want to engage in 
activities where yeah. the person might be exposed to that. Okay, so that's one thing. I think the I don't want to cl claim this person as my sub on Fat Life is a separate issue. It's tied to it, but it's kind of a separate issue because, and this is surface level. I don't know shit other than what we just read, but it feels to me like this person may have some shame over that and also think that all DS is supposed to have sex involved. And so because they're not doing yeah. anything sexual with this partner, mm -hmm. it's almost like that somehow negates the validity of being open about the relationship in a place like FetLife. I also think there could be a third conversation of why do we only think something is legitimate if we put it on social media for others right. to see? That's a, that's yeah. another conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, was, that was a question mm -hmm. not asked here. Um, and I, I think, so here, the other thing I think is you, a person not being ready to disclose their health status while they assume it, it or believe or know that they mm -hmm. are not putting their partner at risk, I think that's valid. I also think depending on how long it goes, if you ever do disclose or the person finds out later that if they feel a way about yeah. it, however much time it took to find out or the way they found out, mm -hmm. I think you might also just have to contend with there being bad feelings from that side yeah. as well. Um, that's not to say that it might, the decision to not disclose is a, is a wrong decision. I just think that people react to shit. It's like, wait, we've mm -hmm. been together. We've been doing this power exchange thing for a year. I have, you know, bared my fucking soul to you and it took you 12 months, 18 months to tell me this thing about you. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I could have a conversation with the other person about those negative feelings. Like, wait, think about it. There was a trust thing. They weren't ready. Maybe there's past trauma. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's shame. Like, who knows what the issue is? Yeah. But I think that that's all. That's a potential real outcome. But I think that separately, the that the, there seems to be this tie between well, I can't I can't slash won't do anything sexual with this partner. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I'm not comfortable the sharing the relationship yeah. status I, online. I mean, you know, uh, I, I kind of agree with you a little bit about the whole, you know, showing off to people on, on online, the, you know, social media, even though it's a kink site. Um, I think there is also the aspect of um, let's look at this in the same aspect uh, as collaring. Okay. Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, put a collar on in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. To other people, a collar is a sign of a committed relationship. Sure. All right. And, and you know, you don't dare put anything on my neck unless it's, right, it, right. It, you know, we are moving forward here in a, in a relationship. And there could be, while it's not stated, maybe that is the reason because they are very adamant on the fact that this is not a, a long-term committed relationship per se. Right. So, you know, they may be looking at the FetLife status as saying, you know, that is for a long-term, as from, 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 my, perspective. from my perspective, right. this is for a long-term committed relationship. And I could definitely see that. What they say here is, I don't want to announce that they are my sub because I feel bad about hiding my health condition from them, mm -hmm. which it, I could see where you're coming from and maybe what they haven't quite like done the introspection on is to get to the point of, because I'm not telling them about my health condition, mm -hmm. we are not close enough to be in that kind of committed relationship. And yeah. so therefore I'm not ready for it to be 
public and maybe yeah. they're getting in their own way of trying to explain this coherently to their partner because they know the reason is because they're not ready to tell them this detail about themselves. Yeah. And instead of just, because what you should be able to do is go look, because of the nature of our power exchange, I'm not comfortable with this. And that, sh yeah. that, that should be able to be the end of mm -hmm. the sentence. You know, if I, if things change, I'll let you know. Um, once we've been together for a while or things, you know, whatever, then that's fine. But at this right. point, I'm not ready for that. Should be all that has to be said. Yeah. Um, but they might be in their own way here and tripping over it because they know why they're not ready to consider this relationship at a specific level because they're not ready to disclose this about their yeah. health. And, and so they've conflated the two when really, yes, for them on a personal level, it might be, you know, the two mm -hmm. things go hand in hand, but really if you step back from it, you don't, ha you can just say, I don't, this is not what I want. I'm not ready for yeah. this. We're not at that point yet to and, me. And somebody in the live chat brought up the the same, uh, same point that kind of made me go, huh? Right. When you were reading this, you know, because of their their STI status, they decided to date outside. I know. I I think I'm wondering. So I when I read that part, okay. So just a reminder, I've decided to date outside the BDSM community since I don't want my status being the topic of discussion. Why is there? Why, what's yeah. going on in your BDSM community that you assume that you talking about your private health details mm -hmm. with somebody you feel like you can trust will automatically be fodder for gossip? Like, yeah. is that? Again, this is tied back to why you're just not even comfortable sharing it. Is there a past experience? Are you in a community where you have watched them gossip about other people's shit before? Yeah. Um, or are you holding on to some sort of weird stereotype where you think that if you tell somebody this detail about you and, mm -hmm. then, and then say, please do not share this with anybody else, this is between us, that you can't then trust that person to do that. And if you can't trust that person not to do that, then why are you with them? Yeah. I mean, let's be real there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm that, that statement kind of bothered me too. Like what yeah. has happened to you? Who right. hurt you? Because right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, something like that, it, no matter where, what kinky, non-kinky or, or whatever it may be, you know, it doesn't take on any less importance, right? you know, from one to the other per se. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Agree. Um, we have Onyx up on the table. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what sounds will be coming through the mic, especially if she decides to rub up on it. And yep. she's gone. She's gone. Um, she yeah. Like, I feel like there's layers to this and we are only getting a surface a level. A, a little slice of it and it yes. could be that this person just hasn't gotten to that point where they understand the layers of it mm -hmm. yet they have made connections between between points a b and c but not like right gone deeper mm -hmm. than that i think this is actually probably a very layered thing some of it could be their own false beliefs about how kinky people are um their yeah. own shame over um their their uh, health status mm -hmm. um and i don't think there should be shame at all but no. It's depending on certain age, the way you're raised, the yeah. people around you. I mean, I absolutely <laughs> remember being brought up in the 80s and 90s. And when anybody would talk about an STI or STD at the time, it was definitely riddled with like, you should oh, feel yeah. like the worst human being ever that you let this happen to you. Mm -hmm. You dirty used band-aid. Like, I mean, that was just, yeah, so know. if they are of a kind of that kind of age mm -hmm. or just have been in that kind of environment and, and around people who, are that way yeah. that there's that that could, that's just kind of part and parcel of it for some people mm -hmm. um so oh, yeah yeah i think that 
if you're not having sexual intimate contact doesn't even i mean if if body fluids are not possibly being whatever Mm. or the way that particular illness gets like can get contracted is not you're not engaging in that i think until you're ready to disclose it's the same thing we've talked about in many many things like um if there's a thing you have a hard limit on in a certain type of play that's based on your a thing going on with you or a trauma you've experienced or whatever you don't have to bear your soul to a brand new person to say why you don't like that or mm. won't do it. You get to just say, I'm not going to do that. Right. And this is a, a case of that as well. I'm not going to engage in this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then that's the end of sentence. You don't have to go because mm-hmm. I'm fill in the blanks. The way this person talks about it, though, just makes me question what has happened or how did they how they internalize this that makes them think that they can't and or what is the other person presenting to make them think that oh this person's not trustworthy but then also because they know their feeling about being public on FetLife is tied to this thing they're not ready to disclose instead of realizing that they can just say I don't I'm not ready for that we're not at that point Mm -hmm. and that should be enough yeah the other person doesn't have to like it, but it should be mm-hmm. enough of them. It's a limit. It's just yeah. another version of a limit. So I think all these things have gotten conflated when they can be from the purposes of talking to a potential yeah. partner. Like you can pull the disclosure piece out of it and put it over there and go, here's my limit, no sexual contact. Uh, here's my limit. I'm not ready for our relationship yeah. to be disclosed. Mm-hmm. Boom. But yes, I have questions about exactly why yeah. and, the BDSM community is like and, not and, where they want to be. And I'm like you, I, I think there's a little bit more going on there than than what has been yes agreed. you know so agreed so there we go yeah. that was all of them oh mm-hmm. ooh, did i break yep. anything okay knocking, knocking my headphones around uh, okay down there. well that's you know better than what it could have been <laughs> so yeah um whew, when i pulled some of these together i didn't realize just how many of them would be heavy this time <laughs> jeez yeah. um Whew, my stomach kind of hurts. There were some hard, hard yeah. topics this time. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Onyx, for gracing us with your butthole mm. uh, to uh, lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else got to see it, but it was pointed at me a couple times. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's it for us this week on mm-hmm. the Reddit response reaction kind of thing. Yep. Um, I, again, encourage you to, to bring your your uh, am i the asshole moments that are kink themed to the bdsm am i the asshole subreddit i have linked to it in the places um if you are not familiar with the bdsm side of reddit but you are like yeah i do the reddit thing i've linked to the bdsm advice subreddit sometimes there are a lot that are the same question (laughs) question (laughs) asked in over and over again just in slight with slight variations yeah that you know yes a lot of the answer would be just fucking communicate or why yes that is normal or more accurately what even is normal a lot of questions of is it normal too then fill in the blank with a kink thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so yeah there's some there's some repetition there for sure for sure because people Mm. all kind of go through similar problems but you know sometimes you come across some some fucked up shit uh and you might have opinions about it yeah Yeah. (laughs) we certainly do so Mm -hmm. uh yes we are going to do a bonus section yep and so that that, this part is done Mm -hmm. and we're gonna do the next part yep okay so are we good i don't know keep Keep it kinky kinky, y'all and we'll see you next week
this baby girl? Can I talk to the crickets, please? I suppose you can. Go okay. ahead. Here's the problem. <laughs> there oh, absolutely a problem. was a thing I was like, oh, we should talk about it in the bonus section. I have forgotten it. So it's not like I don't have anything to talk about. It's that I can't remember. So what have you does, got? Does it have anything to do with what we did Friday night? No, I figured oh. we would touch on that. Okay. Um, okay. I had another thing, and I don't oh, remember what Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, but we did okay. have a good Friday night, though. We did. We did. We got to see uh, some crickets and other folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Mr. Spock, Procrastinating Kim, Princess Rara. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Vanilla, who I think just listens to the podcast, but uh, Captain Vanilla, I know you're probably listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other folks mentioned are usually like in the live chat. Yeah. Um, and Captain Vanilla's wife, who I will not name because that's mm-hmm. not cool. Um, yeah, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, cleaned up good for that, y'all. Uh, I did that. Same. I did that really for you because I know your little face lights up whenever I wear something that doesn't make me look like Adam Sandler. It just makes you so happy. I was like, also, we were going out to eat, and I I didn't know what I was going to eat, but I was like, I will not have a waistband pinch me on the drive. You looked very nice. You looked very nice. I mean, it's a sack with pockets, and it worked. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to wear spangledy flip flops, which makes me happy. Thank you, Daddy. (laughs) I mean, I guess I could, but that would not be authentic. (laughs) And we have honesty between us at all times. Right, right, right. It was a good night. It, it was a um, good time, yes. It has been forever since we went out just in general. And I don't even yeah. legitimately remember the last time I went out with a group of people. Kinky or non-kinky. But, like, it was either couples or just friends or whatever hanging out. Like, a big enough group. Um, and it ended up being the guys sat at one end of the table. <laughs> the, the women sat at the other end of the table, which was fine. But what it, the other weird part that ended up happening is... The, the the girly side of the table got low-key hit on by somebody who was getting progressively drunker over the night. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, they were, when we basically went, yeah, no, no thanks. Um, they did at least walk away. They didn't, like, push it or anything. But it started out. I'm telling you, if you're not ready to be perceived, don't go to dinner with me. Because it started <laughs> out with a comment on my hair. And how this person had decided that their their life like thing that they would do in life is when they saw something cool, they would big something big somebody up for having something cool. And my purple hair was cool. And it, you know, that it matched my my bag was even better and like that he loved my hair. And I was like, Yay, okay, thanks. Uh, by the end of it, after I don't know how many drinks, uh, he came up to us and wanted to know if we liked poetry. And I don't know if you've ever experienced the uh, stoic stare of four women with no fucks to give of a certain age. Uh, but we said, no, we don't like poetry. <laughs> and, that, and that got to be the end of it. It was delightful. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So apparently I should stop wearing sacks with pockets and having purple hair because it just invites. I, thankfully, like he, he was not like he, he didn't, you know, get weird. I mean, I guess no. the poetry line was weird. No. But, but I mean, like when we were like, no, thank you. You know, it, it was done. It was over. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I honestly thought that we would sit down and have dinner and, and be done in a couple of hours. I don't know where that fantasy came from. <laughs> it was what, like, 
close to midnight when we finally got home. Now, yeah. granted, we had an hour and a half drive. Right. I mean, that's why it was close to midnight. Yeah. But, yeah. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was good, good company, good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. food, good conversation, mm-hmm. good times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... so. Had a had a really uh, enjoyable time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for anybody, especially if like you listen to the Pink King podcast or you're like in the live chat and you get to talk to Rara, and, and I know Rara makes comments about being uh, a a not tall person. She is more so not tall than you imagine. I was like, oh my god. I mean, I like in my mind, I went, that's right, that's right. Rara is a petite. Woman, she's gonna be shorter than you. Uh, and then I was like, oh my God, you're short. I didn't say it to myself, Rory. I mean, I didn't say it to you, you know that, but we commented on dinner. I was like, oh my God, she's much smaller than I thought you would be. But we did figure out, I think I was the youngest, you were the oldest. Yeah, I was the oldest. At the, the table. Group. So uh, yay for uh, age gaps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have not take a, put that topic on our list, uh, age gaps, because I'm like, can can we really talk credibly about age gaps? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. It was yeah, good. It, it was a good time. It was good. It was it was really good. It was good to meet Rara. It was good to see everybody else because we'd already met everybody else. That makes it a lot easier for me mm-hmm. if I feel like I already have a comfort level. Yeah. with like a majority of the people I'm with mm-hmm. when it's I know and you know this when I only know you or I maybe only know one other person uh, it's, it's harder for me but yeah and I've talked to Rara online so many times it's like I, I there's certain people you just feel like you know yeah. even if you've never been in person mm-hmm. that is way easier for me like I was not my social anxiety was not interfering with anything it was um mostly my anxiety about uh traffic yeah and whether these people were going to like actively stay in their lane and not run us off the road i, I was actually grateful that we went home when we did it was later and oh, was yeah, traffic was way better n- barely any traffic on the road i know i know it was wonderful the so the way it works is if we're like riding around not too busy roads here in our where we live mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. i will actually helpfully not in the snarky helpfully way go oh by the way there's a green light because these people will fucking honk at you um <laughs> or i'll be like oh you know don't forget you gotta turn here or whatever like i'm the navigator and, and it's like and i don't tend to get overly anxious unless somebody is just genuinely driving stupidly on the road but you get me on an in uh interstate expressway parkway anything with orlando let's just be real uh <laughs> where these people drive like they uh, have all of the insurance and none of the fox. Um, The rule is that I just have to stare at my phone. Yeah. JB used to like get a little upset with me because he'd be driving and I'd be, I'd always be on my phone. He was like, oh my God, we can't even have a conversation. We can't do that. There's one we lived in the Tampa Bay area and that traffic is also just awful. Um, And I was like, okay, but there's a reason I'm on my phone. It's keeping me calm. And it, I think it only took one or two trips of me trying to be on my phone less. And you finally went, you can get on your phone now. Because yeah. I am that passenger who will use the imaginary break uh, to, to think I'm going to stop the car. And also tell you about that person way up there who has their brakes on and you should slow down now. Um, and that we're coming up. We're coming to a red light. The, that person, they're braking. They're bra- he wanted me on the phone. Yeah. So you don't complain about me being on, no, I don't. on the phone too much. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. And, and, you know, me, I, when I'm going somewhere like that, excuse me, 
um, you know, yeah, there there is a highway or two that I will avoid here. But for the most part, put me on the fastest route there. And I'm like, you. if it's the calmest road, I don't care if it takes us twice as much time. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it faster to get to the 18-year-old if we just got on the fucking interstate? We'd be there in 30 minutes. Maybe. I would have white hair and have sweated through my shirt. So I'm going to take 441 <laughs> that nobody fucking takes. Now, see, to me, 441 is not a bad drive. No, that's what I'm saying. It, you know, regardless of time of day. True, true. Um, very little traffic there. But it does take longer to get there. Yeah. when we do it it's, i don't mind i don't mind it it's a nice drive so far the only time this my you you mostly just want to keep me fucking calm because a calm kayla is just a happy jb okay <laughs> at, least <laughs> at least in the car um and so for the most part you indulge me like we don't yeah. like if it's a road where i'm just probably gonna like have to hide in the back seat we're probably not getting on it um and and taking the back roads has been okay for us until recently when we came back from Melbourne on the East Coast mm-hmm. and decided to avoid the parklet, parkway, expressway, turnpike, turnpike, whatever the fuck it's called, turnpike that goes through Orlando, Freeway, whatever, yeah, and take the circuitous route that t- <laughs> still took us through Orlando, <laughs> right through, added an hour the section, <laughs> right, right through. The most driven area of Orlando. <laughs> hey, I showed you the map. You consented to that. <laughs> I did not get full disclosure on that. Yes, I, I did didn't see either. The map. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know exactly what it was taking us through. We know now. We know now. Yeah. But I had been just kind of stressed out about the day, and it was such a long trip, and I was like, if we do not have to go through that part of Orlando on that road where those people lose their fucking minds, <laughs> I will be a happy person. And you indulged me. Yeah, I did. And then, I did. Uh, and then regretted your life choices. No. So, but, uh, you know, driving in, in certain areas of Orlando... Uh, yeah, it, it brings back some memories of, of um, Tampa Bay area, especially at certain times of the year. Oh, because, oh, yeah. you know, especially in um, in Orlando, uh, you know, you've got people from all over the world mm-hmm. that converge there, you know, for, you know, various things. And um, they don't always know where they're going. They almost never know. You know, and unless you live there, you don't always right, know. I mean, sure. we go there. We don't always know. You know, I, I, I rely I rely on GPS. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, yeah, it, it can get confusing. And, you know, just like Tampa Bay area, you know, certain times of the year, you know, you get a lot of a lot of tourists and, and people there. And it, you know, it, it gets. I don't you, think there is a quiet time to Orlando. No, probably not. Probably mm-hmm. not. I mean, we're we're finishing up our quiet time here outside, you know, in Central Florida, and it still feels kind of busy. Mm-hmm. Not looking forward to the next yeah. few months. But. I I thought it was funny though, and I I commented when we got on the uh, on the throughway to head to Orlando. There was so much traffic heading into Orlando, 
and I and so much traffic heading out of Orlando. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, all the country folk are heading into town, and the town <laughs> folk are heading out. Yep. <laughs> yep. Or as it actually is, everybody who works in Orlando but can't afford to live there is leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. For a one hour plus commute home. <sighs> right. Yeah. So. No, it it was the. I will. All, I just will always be a nervous passenger. I'm a nervous driver mm-hmm. in those situations. I'm generally not a nervous driver. Um, once I know the roads or depending on the traffic level, but yeah. I couldn't. There, I'm not at a. There was a time I could have driven through Orlando and been fine and maybe white knuckled it. But these days, nah, we just wouldn't be going if I had to drive. So uh, <laughs> nobody comments on how much I'm on my phone. Did I finish reading a Wolf Shifter? paranormal romance with not enough fucking heat on my phone while he was driving through some of these parts that stress me out that's that's exactly mm-hmm, what it does. i guess mm-hmm. i'm reading my book mm-hmm. thank you kindle app um i took advantage of a thing i did not know existed until a couple weeks ago called stuff your kindle day yeah that apparently happens a couple times a year and and different authors make their ebooks free both on amazon and often on other platforms so you don't have to have a kindle to take advantage and I downloaded uh, for free, like 30 or 40 bucks. <laughs> I'm trying my very first ever, like, m- not mafia uh, dark romance, but like along those, that genre. Mm. Um, and a, a lot of illegal shit has happened. And I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and no, like, good sex yet. And I don't know how I feel about that book. But I don't regret Stuff Your Kindle Day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're a reader. Yeah. It's not just, like, erotic romance and romance. It's mm-hmm. other genres, too. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, so that's what I did to, like, keep myself calm. I, I read mm-hmm. Paranormal Romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then by the... Um, by the time we were headed back, we were both tired. Of, you know, been a fun night, but like it was late for us. It was bedtime for us, yeah. um, and that drive was pretty easy. Except this proves I can't be happy, and I can't ever be just anxious for anxiety free. Um, there were a few people who were just zipping past us like we were standing still, and I'm like, "That's a crazy motherfucker there!" And you're like, "There are four cars on this fucking road. I'm gonna need you to calm down." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, so. And then and and at that point it's like pitch black dark there's no like lights outside so like mm-hmm. I'm, i want to look at my phone but i don't want to blind jamie <laughs> it's like just get me to the part where these four cars are all at least doing the speed limit thanks <laughs> get me further out of town paul like <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> So I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this next thing, but I'm actively sweating through my clothes right now. Mm. So I have complained about perimenopause for a long time. I've talked a little bit about it. I'm going to step away real quick. Excuse me, folks. I've talked about it because I'm certainly not the only one out there. And (laughs) at least in my age group, I never heard anybody talk about perimenopause ever until like a year or two ago. So I'm not going to gatekeep shit that nobody talks about that's for sure so (laughs) sweating through my clothes right now because i'm having a hot flash because i'm currently not on medication because the medication wasn't working and my doctor went okay so what we're gonna do is have you come off this medication because it's not doing what we need to do we got to figure out your baseline and then we'll figure out a new medication 
course for you. Um, but I'm off my medica I'm off medication until probably January. So, you know, if I just like randomly start sweating, crying, or uh, out of context, cussing somebody out, I blame, I would say blame the hormones, blame the lack thereof of the hormones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, perimenopause ain't no fucking joke, y'all. So yeah, for anybody who's been following along with that, I know there were a few people I'd had conversations with. Yeah, not currently on my meds. Already hating it and dreading it because I've been not on my meds for like a week. And I'm like, okay, if it's like this now, what's it gonna be like in three months? Probably not good. Um, so yeah, that's my little update. I'm so hot right now <laughs> and not in like the good go. Can I drunkenly read poetry to you? I like <laughs> in the, Oh, it's kind of gross to be a human right now. It's, it's not my favorite. Uh, I'm no, thank you. I can already feel it affecting my mood. So that's been fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was my thing. I didn't have a lot to say, but JB has not come back to the mic yet. <laughs> so I don't know how long I have to keep this going with without my backup who is, there he is. Thank you. I was done. I was, I'd run out of steam. You're still not coming back to the microphone. Nope. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Hello. He's across the other side of the room now, y'all. Hi. Hi. We've missed you. Sure. I can't carry a whole fucking episode by my damn self. I didn't even notice that I was gone. They definitely noticed. Uh, if anything, I'm probably more chaotic without you. Because <laughs> oh. at that point, I'm just in a way. Yes, I'm talking to whoever is listening on the other end of this. But basically, I'm talking to myself. And if you've never gotten to be witness to me talking to myself, it's chaotic. More so than than when I talk to you. Mm. So I complain about my hot flash. Ah. Uh, yeah. And my lack of medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I got. It, the, this lack of, of meds and hot flashes are probably going to become a whole personality now. I know. Isn't that I know. exciting I'm for well all y'all? I'm aware. Oh, 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 no. Do have another thing. <laughs> the 18-year-old's coming home this weekend. Yeah. Uh, he has a, a concert Thursday. That's day after recording this. We're going to go to over uh, in Gainesville. And then we're gonna bring him home because he's skipping his Friday class, but it's the only class he has. And he's like, eh, it's a review and I am I got an A, it's fine. I'm like, whatever, your class, your right. tuition money, whatever, whatever. Um, he's paying for it. Right, <laughs> y'all, for real. We might be buying groceries and like keeping him supplied and shit, yeah. but it's it's his financial aid package paying that. Um, and actually, as he said to me, when he was telling me, I was like, wow, you're really taking some of these classes seriously. Not just the music ones, but like, other mm -hmm. class he goes yeah because i'm fucking paying for him and i'm like i like that attitude <laughs> keep that attitude All right. anyway so he's gonna come home with us thursday night after his concert and then stay until sunday i don't think we'll see him much i think he's gonna sleep and then he's gonna realize he has nothing left in his bedroom like his took his tv took his game console whatever right. and so then he's gonna leave and go hang out with whoever is still in town um but yeah i was like but he's gonna be home and i think you and i have plans on saturday or did we not go through with those plans i still need to reach out to the per other person involved to oh, let them okay know. okay yeah we're i think we're back on the 
uh, dealing with property train. Yeah. Cleaning out a house that's been vacant for over a year train. That's then we're back on that train. Um, so yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's all I got. You got mm, anything? Not really. Um, you know, I haven't been, I've been working a lot. Sure. And, uh, all my free time, uh, last weekend, Saturday, I pretty much just kind of, uh, shut down mm-hmm. and just, uh, went in full loaf mode. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of nice. It's not something I get to do, uh, very often, um, you know, here and there in my free time, I've been playing some video games, uh, going between, uh, Fortnite and, and, uh, old, old school Team Fortress and, you know, a couple others here just kind of bouncing around and, you know, doing that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of been it for mm-hmm. me. Uh, something and Anophiliac asked about uh, the Patreon hangout. Yes, it's Friday from 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eastern. Uh, if you're not currently a, a Patreon uh, member, you can join and join us for that. But that's mm-hmm. Friday, 7 yeah. p.m. So that Saturday we can go and deal with stuff. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, this is a mm-hmm. great time as a reminder. We're doing a special live stream hangout mm. for members. Because uh, mm-hmm. we... Uh, cruelly and quickly and with no warning uh changed everything about our patreon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like okay um so that you will keep liking us here's an extra live stream this month so yeah that's friday september 29th mm-hmm. 7 p.m eastern it's only a couple of hours um because we do have to spend our saturday working um so Okay. As long as the other person doesn't try to nix it, then... Uh, true, true, true. True, yeah. true, true. Um, I think that would be very foolish of them, but sometimes... Well, you know... Sometimes foolish things happen. <laughs> from foolish people. Yes. Yes. Okay, we're going to go yep. now. <laughs> uh, if you're still here with us at, right. at the very bitter end, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks thank for you. thanks for joining us for this madness. Yes. Um, I hope I hope we can all fully recover from some of the the fuckery that was uh, these Reddit uh, posts yeah. this time. Whew. Lordy, um, and yeah, we're gonna go. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. bye.